Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Good morning. Today is Friday, April 1st, and we're going to have a high of six degrees here in the Edmonton, Alberta area. And we're going to have a good day. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are most certainly going to have a good day. We uh, are. Broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. If you are listening to the recorded version, wondering who the heck we're talking to, um, that's because, like I said, you can join in live. <clears throat> All you got to do is download the Podbean app, follow the uh, Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and you too can join in on the conversation. Um, chat is going crazy with the good mornings already. Uh, there's also a call-in button, just like your normal drive-time radio morning show. You can call in and and uh, ask your questions, talk about you know real estate investing, talk about you know, whatever's on your mind, I suppose. You betcha. Uh, but, uh, this is a, it's a platform for, for free coaching every morning. So use and abuse it. Take advantage. Okay, guys. Uh, wow. You know what? The numbers are a lot better today. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Any hypotheses? I don't have any. Hmm. <laughs> Might be because we're a uh, big giveaway. Or not a big giveaway, a big draw today. Big draw. It is the first. So happy rent day. Uh, had I come a little more prepared, I might have had an April Fool's joke for you, but I don't. Yeah, our kid just told us like five minutes ago that it's April Fool's today. Yes, we're the fool. We are the fool. Um, so it is rent day. It's also uh, on, April, on the beginning of the month. We always do our draw for the top fan of the previous month. So... <clears throat> Uh, this is your chance to to, uh, to 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 start off on the right foot for April. Um, what you do every day is you join in live. You click the heart buttons. You know it's like a like kind of button, um, and you share the show to you know different social media platforms. There's a there's a share button here, and what that does is it increases uh, your your accumulation of hearts. And every day there's a top fan of the day. And at the end of the month, they also accumulate all the hearts and determine who the top fan of the month was. Uh, sorry, top top fan of, did I say that right? Yeah, I think of so. Of the month, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, of the month as well. And what we do is we take the top five fans and we give them each, uh, uh, you know, an amount of ballots. So. Um, the number of ballots? Yeah, well, the number number whoever the top person is number one. Number one gets, gets five, five ballots. Yeah. Number two gets four. Number three gets three. Number two gets. Wait, did I already screw it up? Number, number three gets three. Number, number four two. gets two. Number yeah. five gets one. That's why I asked for your help. Oh, I was just. I I'm sorry. I wasn't really paying attention to you because I was noticing in the chat that I know why our numbers are better today, because we have new listeners like El Ray. El Ray, El I believe, has listened before. First time live, they say. First time live, no First way. First time live. Congrats. And has got the, the shared the show, 
got the hearts going is in the race. And he's in tied for first already. In the race. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, got to show up every day now. <laughs> got to show up every day. Well, I want I want to make sure that everyone is there's there's some sort of an incentive. Um, apparently your own success is not enough of an incentive. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to dangle carrots at you too. Um, I'm just going to keep opening more doors of opportunity for you guys. So yes, joining in every day is, you know, um, there are benefits Yeah. Uh, as well. Take, like I said, take full advantage of it. You know, every morning you get an opportunity to ask a question for whatever it is that you're planning on doing that day. Right. <clears throat> Maybe today's the day you start your your campaign for finding a joint venture partner, or you're starting a campaign for finding uh, your next deal. Maybe you're doing a, a, a direct mail uh, marketing campaign for for wholesaling. Uh, maybe you are starting your website for your rent own business. Maybe you are doing a campaign for agreement for you know finding an agreement for sale. Yes, I, I, there's a theme here. I normally I. I Whenever I'm doing something, I do it in a campaign style mm-hmm. mode. Um, very similar to to the military. You know, you have a campaign, you have an outcome to that campaign, right? And then there's a series of different things that need to be done, um, goals in order to achieve the outcome, right? To yeah. have a successful campaign. Um, so what other examples are there? Maybe maybe you're doing a, camp, uh, a marketing campaign for your next multifamily deal. Yeah. Right? Um, so many different things that you could be working on today. Maybe today's the day you're starting it, or maybe you're halfway through your campaign um, and you're running into some trouble. Click the call in button, ask your questions, and we will help you. Absolutely. So that way you can get through the day. And then if it doesn't work or it works, whatever, whatever the outcome is or whatever the, the day, um, come back tomorrow and ask more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like... Um... Easy peasy. Sounds like Tessa must have attended a meetup last night. She's uh, she's feeling pumped and recharged. I think I saw on social that she was going to a meetup. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, little re- rejuvenation. Some yeah. life pumped back into you. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's nice being around like-minded people, isn't it? What's everybody up to this weekend? For those of you joining in live, I'm curious. What are you guys up to this weekend? What are you doing to get you closer towards your goals? I know a few people who are doing some pretty major stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Made the big step to attending the uh, cabin retreat. Yeah. Starts tonight. 5 p.m. in about 11 hours. Yeah. As soon as we finish up here, we actually... uh, we got to tidy up some other things with our business and then pretty much just packing up our vehicle and, and you know, making our way there and start, start prepping. We got to, we do need to make a stop into one of our flip properties in St. Albert. Yes. Um, to go catch up with them. It's been a little while. Um, it's on the way. Um, but otherwise, yeah, today is, is, is the first day of the cabin retreat. Um, very, very excited. Um, most of the people we'd never met before. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, cannot forget cash flow. Just a little side note. Okay. I don't think we packed it. So we haven't packed anything, Wayne. Well, I'm just, I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're going to forget it. Uh, Annette, uh, is here in the comments. She says, I haven't been participating very much these past few weeks. We're busy with our current rental properties and really putting in all my effort to set the groundwork so I can really amp things up in the fall. 
groundwork is important. Very important. Yeah. Get those systems in place that we always talk about, how you'll mm-hmm. never get in place later if you don't mm-hmm. do it now. Um, that just reminded me. Uh, I haven't had a chance to reach out to Annette or Bradley um, because we were, I think I saw her post when, I don't know, we were in the Oof. CN Tower or something like that. I, I, I forget. We were very busy, but I, I showed my kid. Um, <laughs> Brad Bradley uh, had a little on-site incident. Um, health and safety must have been snoozing. Um, yeah, I saw what happened there. Uh, Bradley had a yeah, pretty got in a fight with a chop saw. Looks like his finger got in a fight. Yeah, that's. I uh, hope he's oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's 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 too bad. Anyways, hope he's okay. Um, other comments here in the chat. Um, Liam is trying to close on a fourplex. Oh, slow down, bud. <laughs> Jeez. That's awesome. Yeah, super awesome. Um, I believe it's an off-market opportunity there that he's working on. So that's really I'm so excited for what whatever Liam does. Hmm? I'm so excited for whatever Liam does. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you see his other post yesterday? Yeah. About how he was meeting up with um Calvin and Calvin yeah. gave him a whole map of Edmonton and broke down all the, you know, yeah. um, ideal purchase prices and yeah. In the ARVs and everything, so that's good. That's that's fantastic. And where the kind of like star neighborhoods are, and yeah, for awesome. flipping properties, right? I believe. Yeah, I, it was I for flipping properties. So. Yeah. yeah, so that's 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 amazing. Yeah, very happy to see that. Wilson's um, putting in offers today. Wilson's always putting in offers. Yeah, he is. Because machine monster. I mean, Jess. <laughs> um, Annette says that Bradley almost lost two fingers oh. at, our, at our most recent bird. Did you see the picture? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm just, I'm starting to feel not good remembering it. Yeah. Ah, she says, that's why I need to set the groundwork so we can hire contractors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Be careful out there. Um, okay, what else? Ka- we got going Kathleen asks, what did you decide to do about your tenant? What tenant? We have a tenant moving in today. What did we decide to do about it? Yeah, we were talking about do we um, do the in-person inspection? Do I do it ahead of time and then meet him? Do I just give him the keys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, so my mom and I actually went up to the property yesterday. I went through the house and uh, filled out the inspection paperwork, and she tidied up uh, the yard. Uh, like, we're, we'll get a spring cleaning once all the snow is gone, but... As you know, most yards are looking pretty pathetic right now. So I just wanted to make sure it looked decent for when he arrives. And yeah, so my mom kicked butt out, outside while I did the inspection. Nice. And um, yeah, I left the keys in the lockbox. I gave him a call and it actually worked out perfectly because um, he is um, he, he was driving in in the evening from Saskatchewan and had to go down to Calgary to load up and get all his furniture. So he's like, I have no clue when I'm going to be back in Edmonton tomorrow and what time works for you. And I was like, Oh, well actually I'll just leave you the keys. He's like, Oh, that's perfect. So he was a game with that worked out well for everyone. And yeah, should be a smooth, smooth moving. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And it was amazing to have my mom's help because once I got there, I realized like, I, I feel like I keep saying this a lot these days, but almost everything is an afterthought. 
it's like I'm just in I feel like I'm kind of in survival mode right now just with how busy it's been and I don't think about something until it's until it's like happening I'm like mm. compartmentalizing things to be like hey I can't deal with that right now it's not happening until whatever date I will pull it out of its little compartment at that time and so then it's like hey it's time to deal with that and then it's like crap I didn't I didn't realize that there was like all this stuff that had to be done like the yard and all that kind of stuff. There was a few things that we missed um, initially when we did the cleanup. So like under the deck outside, there was some uh, patio furniture chairs, a uh, oh. box of empties that actually the box ripped open and the bottle smashed everywhere. Yeah. So there was quite a bit of work to do yesterday. So having my mom there was such a blessing. You uh, you don't think about those little things. You think, oh, it's no big deal. We'll just get that later. But, yeah. you know, having to get rid of those plastic chairs or, you know what I mean, yeah. all those bottles and stuff, you you can't you can't just throw it out back. No. You got to put it, you in, your put vehicle it in your vehicle and you got to bring it to, you know, um, a, a, a place where you can drop off garbage. Yeah. An eco station, right? So it's, it, it is a lot of those little things. Yeah, they do add yeah. up and they take up a lot of your time. I would have been there for hours if my mom wasn't there. So it was like, oof. And I think that it's a little easier to, to be like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just make a trip on the way home. You know, when when you have when when you got one or two properties. Yeah. But as you start to grow and you get more and more and more and more properties, um, you need to really audit your time better. You need to make sure that you're you're paying attention to your hours. Otherwise, a whole day will be gone. And then next thing you know, there's no time to make dinner. So you grab something on the way. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. it leads to an unhealthy lifestyle, not just food, but just like, yeah. um, you need, really need to to focus and, and, and set boundaries, set boundaries <laughs> as well. Well, and something I would have done had I realized there was that much work and had I been thinking about it ahead of time and not just waiting until yesterday, I would have hired somebody to go do all that stuff. Like I would have had somebody hired to do the the move in with a tenant, I would have hired somebody to go and remove all that stuff from under the deck, which I didn't realize was there. Um, so th there's mm -hmm. just some things that I missed that had I known I would have, and had I been more on top of it, I would have had all that taken care of, mm -hmm. but it would like, it was a surprise yesterday. So I was like, wow, so happy I had help. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't get there until close to six last night. So it was oh. a bit of a late night. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I have a there's a couple questions here and a couple there's a little bit of a conversation going on in the chat and awesome. obviously I want to I want we want to do the draw and and we want to talk about other upcoming events but <clears throat> I do want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier because I was ironically thinking about this yesterday mm -hmm. um, because I had a conversation with someone about like compart compartmentalizing. It's a hard um, word to say. <laughs> yeah, um, it's even harder to do, mm -hmm. and just the fact that you said it. No offense. Um, I've, I've always had the skill to be able to shut things off. Um, lately it's, it's those, those doors I'm having to really like slam shut mm -hmm. and like put a lot of pressure on and lock it. And then, and then also put like a, like another, another lock on, <laughs> <laughs> um, to make sure that they don't open up. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'm always, I'm always amazed and, and I admire how, how far you've come. Because this isn't this isn't something that's that's always you know come to you naturally, um, you know you developed into this role, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that you got so good at compartmentalizing, <laughs> whether it's healthy or not, um, I, I admire it a lot. And it is a skill that needs to be developed. 
Yeah. And though it seems when you when you when you're using it, it seems overwhelming and it seems all negative. But I think it, I think it is a I think it's a really cool skill that not a lot of people can can use. Right. I yeah. think you look at it in a, in a negative lens. No, I don't at all. I think that it's it. I mean, like I see the positive and the negative to it, especially right now. Like I'm using it because I am so busy that it's like I can't be stressed out about every single thing all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I need to put some stuff away and deal with whatever I'm dealing with at the time. So I think that it's healthy in a sense where I'm not stressing about everything. I'm just stressing about whatever I got going on at the moment. I think you have underlying unconscious stress though. Oh, probably. But where I think where where I think negatively about it is that um, when it's being used in a situation where you're just so busy that you can't deal with it all at the same time, and then I'm pulling stuff out of the compartments at the last minute when I need to deal with them, there's no there's no pre thought about stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there's no kind of getting prepared for what needs to be done. It's like shoot that deadline's here. What needs to be done? And then it's like a scramble. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's great that I'm utilizing it, but that um, maybe I could utilize it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I think that we're running out of drawers. We are running out of drawers. Yeah. Um, and I've talked about it a lot that, you know, we are in the pursuit of, of, of we're constantly developing. <laughs> we're constantly trying to build a better model for our business as well. And that does, that does mean that... Uh, uh, some form of a manager is going to be required at some point. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's, it's, you always use the excuse. I'm too busy for it. Um, and you're just going to keep getting busier and busier. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's also very hard to delegate, right. To pass that role off to someone else. Um, when you've got all those drawers neat and tidy and they're all organized the way that you like them and then to pass it off to someone else is difficult. But, um, yeah, I just want to bring that up because I, I, it's it's something that I've been utilizing a lot lately too. Normally, I can keep five or six things in my head and I don't have to put them away. I'm just always mm -hmm. kind of working on all of them. Um, but now we're sitting around like, I don't know, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, and, and I, I you know, I, it's, I don't think that there's any way around it. I think that if I didn't have all those things going on, I don't think that our business would be moving forward. Yeah. I think that we would just, some, when you, when you get, when you get to this point, and it might be hard to understand right now, when you get to this point, it's, it's necessary that you're all, you're going to have so all of everything that you've done, you know, up until yesterday, there's just, there's management of, of all of those things that you've created, that fourplex that you're working on. You know, you know the 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 two burrs and Ed and Bradley. You know what I mean? The I haven't read everyone else's comments, but you know what I mean. Everyone's working on something. You know, you got this project over here. You got that over there. I'm trying to. I'm doing a wholesaling campaign. Um, everything that you've done up until this point. You know what I mean? You know, you finally got that fourplex. You got two burrs on the go, and then that wholesaling campaign, marketing campaign that you did six months ago. Apparently, twenty people decided to call yesterday. And you're like, why the hell are they calling? That was six months ago. I'm not doing that campaign anymore. But those 20 people called and you paid to have those people mm -hmm. call you, right? So you're going to ignore the calls? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. No, you paid 10 grand, 15 grand for those phone calls. You better answer the phone when they call and you better go drive down there because those are opportunities that could, 
you know, maybe you didn't make any money off that $10,000 campaign. This is an opportunity for you to get a deal and to pay for that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So you kind of have to do it and you got that. So that means that you have to compartmentalize that fourplex that you're working on. And those two burrs, you know, your contractors are on the phone, like trying to get a hold of you. Like, Hey, we need to get this thing done tomorrow. Otherwise that flooring is not going to get done. And you're like, okay, I need to put that off the side and I need to let them know that it's not going to happen so that I can go and take these calls. As you get busier, as you get more successful, it's, it, 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 it really is a skill that I think that you should just write this down somewhere in in a place that you're not going to forget. Um, Maybe write it down, you know, in your wallet, write it down in your head, not on your forehead, but like just make, you know, save it somewhere, you know, just to kind of pull out later and just think about it consciously about just developing the skill. I, I don't know how to develop it. Maybe there's a book, you know, um, there's a lot of books on doing one thing at a time, um, which are great. But I, I think that I, I really need to find a book on on how to manage all the different things that are going on, because until you can until you can get a manager i don't think it's possible i think once there's familiarity with what you're doing like experience yeah um and you're not stressed out about the how anymore and it's more just about the things need to get done not how they're going to get done Mm. i think it's easier to put them away yeah because you're not like there's no stress or anxiety about like i don't know how to do it how am I going to do this? That's really, I like that. Like once there's the experience and it's just a matter of doing and you know that there's just like a deadline looming somewhere in the future that it needs to get done, it's easier to put it away and not worry about the how and just the when. So certainty that you know how to handle it yeah. and the confidence in yourself. Yeah, because I was just I... I was just thinking back to like what, where did that develop? Because I just thought it was out of pure like, um, necessity, the kind of like, um, the fight or flight, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was, I'm put in the situation where I have so much on my plate that like, I have to, if I want to serve, if I like, and I'm, I'm speaking in pretty severe, um, words, but like out of like survival, yeah. like I, I have to just put them away or else I won't survive. Right. Um, so, but then I was like, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, if I didn't already have the know-how because I would be like, Oh my god, a tenant moving in. How am I like? How do I do the? How do I do the inspection? And and um, what things do I need to make sure? Do I need to make sure they have the deposit? And I need to do I have their ID? And did they set up tenant insurance? Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do that. When do I get that? Like, there's none of that. There's just like the tenant needs to move in. Okay, it's on April first. Okay, here's my checklist. Here's my checklist, which is more so now just in my head. Yeah, and and that's it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's some really good points there, and and to be honest, a lot of this stuff has just been on autopilot for us, and mm-hmm. and we don't really we don't even open up that little drawer to even think about it very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to think about it um, on a regular basis, or ahead of time, so that you can kind of be prepared um, if 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 this intimidates you, if this scares you. But there's there's two really good points in there. Again, I wanna I wanna stress those is that having the certainty to you, you need to know how to how to do things so education is key make sure you get your education um and also confidence in yourself i think it's more important than the actual education which comes through experience true true i had a conversation about confidence with with one of my mentees yesterday though and i'm not going to name names um but here here is what i said because there was something there was something that this person said through a text that really bugged me last week, but it was on Thursday. And I'm like, no, Wayne, you're on vacation. 
<laughs> let it go. You don't, you don't have to be. <laughs> um, so I waited until yesterday, which was a week later. And then I, I, I went back brought to the comment. I brought it back up. <laughs> and I said, by the way, that comment was absolute bullshit. I can't believe you said that. I said, why is it that I have more confidence in you than you have in yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't, I don't, it, it, that really bothered me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, of anyone in the world, you should have the most confidence in yourself. Yeah. You're in control. You're the one driving. I'm the one in the passenger seat. I should be scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> right? You should be like, oh man, I got this. And if I don't got it, I'll, I'll get it. I'll find a way to, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. So confidence is, is absolute key if you want to be good at managing lots of, well if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to be a ceo yeah you need to have confidence in yourself you need to have confidence in your team confidence is key if you don't know how to do it you need to be the type of person that says i i do know i will figure out how to do it yeah i think there's uh, almost like two different types of confidence that come into play here though there's like the confidence when you're getting started that like you, you're confident in yourself that whatever needs to be done will be done. You'll figure out whatever needs to be figured out that like that you have the drive, you have the determination. There's like that kind of like, almost like um, self self boost confidence. Ego. Ego. Yeah. Ego. And then there's the confidence that comes through experience. So there's one thing to say that you'll figure it out, but there's still like the stressful process of figuring it out and through experience and through continuously doing something over and over and learning through those experiences, you gain the competence of just being an expert in what you're doing. However, but having the confidence of experience is not enough. No, it's not. Because the confidence of experience will get you getting through every day, managing the things that you've already done. Yeah. The confidence that with your ego is the one that gets you moving forward. forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Is the one that gets you opening doors that you've two. never yeah. opened before. Yeah. With the faith that you've done this before, I've managed. I've 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 conquered everything else. I can conquer this too. Yeah. Confidence. Key. Confidence is key. Okay. <laughs> I. I'm gonna leave that right there. If we decide to come back to it, we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do a quick little commercial break and, uh, I just want actually want to, yeah, let's do a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. Hi folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's creative real estate education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Okay, we are back. Um, I just want to point out real quickly that uh, Barry McGuire um, has his upcoming Rapid Cash Workshop on May 7th and 8th at the Clique Hotel in Calgary. It's an in-person live event. If you've never been to one of his courses or you've never been to one of his rapid cash workshops, I mean, Jesus, it's, it's, it's my favorite course I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. It's my, like, I've been to rapid cash. I don't know how many times now. Yeah. Um, and all of the other different courses they've, they've done. So it's, 
Um, you definitely want to check that out. Uh, if you want to learn how to do agreement for sales, rent to owns, wholesaling assignments, flipping joint ventures. Did I say flipping as well? Yes, you did. Yes. Um, they go through all the different creative strategies. Uh, Barry McGuire is a real estate lawyer of 40 some odd years. He's been teaching for 10, 15, 20 years, something like that as well. Um, so a, a huge expert and obviously, you know, all of the documents and course material, you know, everything comes from, you know, a real estate lawyer's perspective. So it comes with all the contracts and everything else. And there's, there's, there's uh, what do you call them? Like, um, <laughs> I can't help you here. When you there's like role playing and all the different you know what's the exercises, exercises. <laughs> role playing and exercises and stuff. It's really good. It's a really great event. Two days in Calgary, May seventh through eighth. By the way, for those of you who are introverts and Wayne just said role playing and you just got extremely uncomfortable, you don't have to role play. The um, focus some, team. There is some role playing as well. Is there? Amongst... Well, they do exercises and like that, you know, you can play the seller and the other players. Yeah, but isn't that normally just the the focus team that does that to no, show you? There's, okay. there's there's some of it as well. I'm, I'm not sure if they're doing it this event, but. Okay, introverts, climb up. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, back to what I was talking about before. Lindsay said, have you read Traction? There's a book called Traction by Gina Wickman. Um, this is the book I think of when you describe how to manage it all. So. There's a good book recommendation for you. Thank you for uh, recommending that, Lindsay. Um, okay, uh, here's what I'm thinking of. Here's what I'm thinking. I know there's questions. Um, I just want to quickly skim through, see if there's anything related to what we were talking about. No. Okay, cool. Perfect. Um, do you want to do the draw? Yeah, sure. I know there's a lot of people waiting for the draw. Um, this is the top <laughs> fan of the month. Uh, the prize for top fan uh for march it for well, yeah top fan for march uh so the prize is one month of free mentorship with wayne hillier and <laughs> with wayne hillier I don't um yeah <laughs> um so that's two free uh or sorry two video calls every so one every two weeks you get to do a, a kind of strategy call on how to kind of move forward and what you should be working on and all that kind of stuff and then unlimited uh, texts and emails throughout the entire month to get all of your questions asked. So anytime something comes up, um, you're out looking at a house, you're putting in an offer, you're fill in the blank, and you're like, shoot, what do I do? Text Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Access to all of our documents as well in contracts. So any contracts you need, documents, checklists, anything. We are an open book. Yeah. Uh, open Rolodex as well. Any um, recommendations for experts or contractors or anything, whether you're in this area or another area. Um, we'll get a, you who you need. We have a huge network of investors across, uh, across Canada and we'll get you the names or whatever you need. So, um, that's one month. Take full advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you've got a goal that you've been trying to achieve and this is the month you're going to get it. Right. So if you win, you're thinking about, you know, doing this, you know, make sure you come prepared with a goal, you know, and we will tackle that goal and we will achieve it mm -hmm. whatever we can. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, you got, uh, you got I the do. names do all in the bin. Do you want to pull the name or you want me to pull the name? Uh, you can pull the name. I'll just do a little drum roll. Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> 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 okay, we do that as well. <laughs> 
congratulations, Carlos. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm excited. Um, so Carlos, um, we will get in touch with you by email, uh, and we'll get that all started. I'd love to start today. Full but trans- we can't. <laughs> but we can't. I'm hopping right into a cabin retreat here. So like, I won't be, um, fully available, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you an email and basically I'm going to ask you is just give me your whole life story in that email. Give me as much information <laughs> as possible so we can hit the ground running on Monday. Uh, and we'll schedule our first call as soon as possible. Awesome. Congratulations, buddy. Carlos, our top fan. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, winning top fan of April, um, like we said, you know, smash those hearts every day in the live show. Um, there's a, there's a share button. Uh, so share the show to Facebook and LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. It gives you more hearts and calling in gives you more hearts. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. And, and maybe you could be the top fan of, of April. Uh, it's going to be the same price. Yes. However. Okay. Okay. What? I think this might be the last month that we're doing a month of mentorship. Might it be? Yeah. We have other plans. We have other things on the go. So April, this will be your last chance for now, for the foreseeable future, to for one month of free mentorship. Um, going forward, it will might be a different price. So if you've been just really wanting this, just as good, <laughs> yeah, of course. But if you've been really wanting the one-on-one mentorship um, price, then this is this is the month to do it. So definitely tune in live every day. Do all the things that we mentioned before. And um, yeah, very excited. Very excited. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So now you get to listen to me scroll and and skim through all these comments to find out. (laughs) What's up? Oh, it's just reading the comments. Can you keep an eye on the most recent comments? Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. All right. Someone had a question about the Smith maneuver. Does anyone here utilize the Smith maneuver? What are your thoughts on it? Now I'm curious if anyone had an additional comment. I don't see anything about it. Okay, cool. Smith maneuver. Um, how would you define the Smith maneuver? Uh, I know what it is, but like, how would you d- define it to In some- simple terms? Yeah. To someone who's never heard of it before. You know, I'm going to just do a quick Google, see what uh, Google says. Uh, The Smith Maneuver is a legal tax strategy in Canada that effectively makes interest on a residential mortgage tax deductible. Okay. So if you're in the U.S., um, mortgage interest um, is tax deductible. Automatically? Automatically. Um, I think. Don't quote me. Something, something. It's a pretty bold statement. It's it's been a while since I read it. (laughs) Um, I'm fairly certain you can write off the interest on your mortgage. Okay. However, um, in Canada, it's not tax deductible. Okay. So it's a financial uh, planning strategy that involves converting the interest a homeowner pays on their mortgage into a tax deductible investment loan. Sorry. It, it involves converting the interest a homeowner pays on their mortgage into tax deductible investment loan interest. Does that make any sense for someone who's never heard that before? No. 
it's a very complicated strategy. And so if you're curious about the Smith maneuver, scroll back. Oh, a couple hundred episodes and, <laughs> and find the interview with, um, Robinson Smith, Smith who is, um, who teaches it, the Smith maneuver. It's his, his, you know, his, his father created it, right? Yes. His father, Fraser Smith, um, created the Smith maneuver. Um, Fraser's passed away and, uh, and, and Robinson has, has, has taken the torch. Yep. He updated the book, um, The Smith Maneuver. Revisited. Is that what it's called? Something like that. I can't <laughs> quite recall. It's, it's, it's lying around here somewhere. Um, very good book. He rewrote the book here recently, um, updated it. Uh, very, very good. Um, highly recommend it. But essentially, it's, it is a maneuver that converts your non-deductible interest on your mortgage into deductible interest, investment loan interest, which is, which is really cool. Um, and I like, I like the book a lot because it gives you it. You can do it very simply. Like you can just keep it very simple and just, you know, take, take the, you know, the borrowed funds. Can we, can we just simplify it in a sense that it's almost like as you pay down your mortgage, it's going into <clears throat> like a HELOC, which you can then access to invest into real estate. And as you do that, it's, did I just complicate it further? Mm -hmm. I was doing a good job, but okay. We um, hadn't really touched on what that meant. You just said it turns it into tax deductible. I was working my way there. Oh, okay. I was working my way there. I apologize. That's okay. So when, when you pay interest, I'll, I'll make it very simple. When you pay interest on your mortgage, so every month you you make a mortgage payment, 1500 bucks, approximately $750 goes towards the principal of your loan. So it's paying down your loan. And the other 750 goes towards interest. Now in the US, that interest, you can deduct that interest on your taxes. Not in Canada. Um, mortgage loan interest is not tax deductible. However... What they've come up with is is, is, is a series of different um, uh, strategies and, that you can use. But in the simplest form, your equity, if you borrow equity out of your property, okay, in a home equity line of credit, say, for example, and you take that money and you use it as a down payment on an investment property, now you've borrowed that money, okay? and you've invested it into an investment property. Now, if you pay interest on that borrowed money, that $60,000 down payment that you took out of your HELOC, now that interest that you pay on it is tax deductible. Okay, because you're investing or you invest in a stocks or in something that's, that's qualified as an investment. Okay, so as, whereas before that money was not tax deductible. So, you know, next year you're going to, all right, maybe in five years, you pay down another $60,000 on your on your home mortgage, and then you pull that $60,000 out of your home equity line of credit, right? That equity, and then you go buy another property. Now that interest is tax deductible, right? So now you've essentially, on your original mortgage, your original home, you have $120,000 that you've borrowed on the home equity line of credit, which was paid off before, but you borrowed it back to buy new houses, well, now that $120,000 portion on your home mortgage of that HELOC is now tax deductible. So what you're trying to do is eventually convert, keep borrowing more money off of your home equity line of credit as you pay down your mortgage 
till eventually your whole mortgage has now been, you've paid off the original non-deductible loan and you've, you kept reborrowing on the deductible loan portion. So you keep borrowing another 60,000, another 60,000, another 60,000 until eventually now you've got a $240,000 loan on your personal home. That's no longer the non-deductible home mortgage. Now it's a HELOC mortgage, essentially, that is all tax deductible because you've invested all those funds into other investment vehicles. If you would like a more simpler and more uh, concise explanation, like I said, go scroll back about a couple hundred episodes and find um, the the episode that we did with Robinson Smith and Keaton Kirkwood. Um, Keaton is a mortgage broker in uh, BC, soon to be moving to Alberta, I heard recently. Not the point. Uh, <laughs> You can also look it up on uh, my YouTube channel as well. Just look up Robinson Smith and Smith Maneuver, you, you know, on the Real Estate Investor Dad uh, YouTube channel. There's a video there as well. Very, very cool stuff. Um, we haven't implemented it yet. I read that book and I love it because I gave a very simple, I know not so simple, I gave a very simple explanation of just one way to convert your home mortgage into a a home mortgage into a, uh, a tax deductible, um, uh, make it all tax deductible, but there's also additional accelerators that you can use. Um, I don't even want to get into those cause it just overcomplicates it, but there's so many different ways. That's just one way. But then what you can also do is, you know, take your, um, your tax refunds, uh, and put them directly onto your mortgage, paying down the bad portion of the mortgage and then pulling out, that uh, pulling it back out immediately on the home equity line of credit side and then reinvesting it and making it, you know what I mean? Just, and making it now tax deductible. It's, 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 it's really interesting and fascinating how you can um, convert it very, very quickly, very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, yeah. We haven't implemented it yet just because of our investment strategies. It didn't really complement it very early on. And now we're at a point where we could, but um, it's just another drawer that we'd have to open up to compartmentalize and we just haven't got around to doing it yet, but it's something that's definitely on our radar and and, and in the near future, we're going to be doing that. Cause yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like you're, you know, it's like, Oh, I just save a little bit. How much am I really going to make? I mean, I'm going to write off $60,000. So, um, but I'm not writing off $60,000. I'm writing off the interest I paid on that $60,000. So if I'm at a 3% interest rate, it's approximately uh, $1,800 per year, I would pay on that $60,000, $1,800. I would pay an interest on that $60,000. So you have $1,800 that you can, you know, essentially deduct from your personal income. So how much does that actually mean in savings? It means that you're going to save approximately $600 at the end of the year in tax refunds. Well, it doesn't seem like it's really worth all the hassle. But if you if you do that every year and you continue to keep converting your whole mortgage, it will add up over time. Yeah. And if you start adding in the accelerators as well, you're going to be saving thousands of dollars every year yeah. in tax refunds. Thousands. Yeah. So it is not something that you can just like decide to do and, and implement in an hour. Um, you know what I mean? On your lunch break. It's, 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 it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of maneuvering. Um, you're going to need to speak to, you know, one of the, the Smith certified professionals. Mm-hmm. So um, if you reach out to Robinson Smith or go on the website, 
I think it's like smithman.net or something like that. Uh, they have a list of certified professionals who understand the Smith Maneuver and which mortgage products you need to use and which accountants and which mortgage brokers and all that other stuff. So um, very interesting stuff. I am curious, you know, in the comments there, did anyone say that they've done it? Um, yeah, a couple people. Um, so uh, <clears throat> Josh wants to know if there's any downsides to the strategy. He's watched the the interviews or listened to the interviews. He's um, probably read the book. He's trying to figure out, is there a downside to this? Oh. Um, Robin mentioned um, that some banks don't like it because of debt service ratio because of the HELOC. Okay. Um, see, now that's a strategy. That's a mortgage strategy and that's an accounting strategy there. Yeah. So yeah, if you, okay. I, I don't want to just flat out say, no, that's wrong. <laughs> um, but yes, if you are over leveraging yourself and you're not able to service that debt or the investments that you're buying, you know, you're, let's say you're borrowing that, that $60,000 out of your HELOC and you're buying an investment property with it and that investment property doesn't cash flow and it can't also service so that the cash flow won't service the property you're buying and it can't service the debt that you've borrowed on that HELOC, then yeah, it's not going to work out. It's going to fuck up your your debt servicing ratios, and you're not going to be able to qualify for more mortgages. So that's why making sure you talk to someone who understands the Smith maneuver, as, you know, for an accountant and a mortgage broker, and and to be honest, maybe even a realtor that's going to get you good cash flow to make sure that you know implementing this is the right strategy for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anytime you borrow money out of a HELOC as a down payment you need to be able to service the debt of that that down payment. Mm -hmm. You are paying interest on that $60,000. So if it's eight, that's, you know, what did I say? $1,800 a year, you know, mm -hmm. in interest you're going to pay. Um, then you need to be able to service that extra $120 a month in interest payments on that HELOC. And right. by servicing, I mean that there needs to be enough cash flow in the new property that you're buying to cover the expenses of that property plus the interest that you're paying on the borrowed down payment money. Yeah. Very complicated advanced stuff this morning. If you if you're new to brand new to real estate investing or brand new to the Smith maneuver, I apologize. Yeah. But that's why I said I want to just say, well, no, but you know, this this goes back to having a strategy and, and having a mortgage, an investor focused mortgage broker. Investor focused they, accountant. You need to tell your broker what your plan is. Yeah. And if your plan is to get this many properties, and I also want to implement the Smith Maneuver to save as much on taxes as possible, you need to walk up to the mortgage broker and say that from day one yeah, so they can plan it properly. If you just think that you, you, know, you can implement this halfway through without having you know, any planning ahead of time, you're going to screw yourself over. Or you implement the Smith Maneuver and you buy a couple of shitty properties that don't cash flow well enough, and now you're like, how come I can't get another property? Well, you, you, you need to have a plan. You need to have a roadmap, yeah. not just for your investment business, but also for your mortgages. Yeah. Okay. So question, quick answer. Sure. Can this only be on your primary residence or can you use this for rental properties? Rental properties as well. Smith Maneuver specifically or other products? Oh, don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's been, I read it three years ago. I did a lot of research on it six years ago. Yes, I remember. Um, I think I was the first person 
to buy his book. <laughs> to buy his book, um, the 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 new uh, the the revised version, um, because I read it about six or seven years ago and I loved it. And then I saw Robinson on Facebook; it was releasing a new book, and I pre-ordered it. Yeah. I was so excited, and then I had him on the podcast, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's okay. So yeah, if if you're wanting to implement yeah. on, yeah, downsides, I don't see any. Now I haven't used it personally. I know enough about mortgages and taxes and how to get the most mortgages to say that it will not affect it. If you, if you, if you speak to the right, you will, there is no downside. So long as you have a good plan, you speak to someone who knows what the heck they're doing. Um, a Smith certified professional, um, and you have a good plan, then yes, I think it's amazing. Thousands of dollars every year in savings, converting your home mortgage to, to make it completely tax deductible is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. $240,000 mortgage, right? And if you're paying 3% interest on this, I just want to just give people an idea. Just very basic, basic $240,000. Now this isn't, this isn't real math. This is just general math. And you're paying 3% interest. You're paying $7,200 in interest every year. Okay. Now, if you can deduct that from your personal income, that's 7,200 bucks, depending on what tax bracket you're in. Let's say you're in a 30% tax bracket, right? It means you're going to save approximately $2,500 every year in, in tax refunds. Mm-hmm. Every year. That's every year. Yeah. That's crazy. That's amazing. And you're you're borrowing that money anyways, right? I mean, a lot of people are borrowing money out of their HELOC for down payments anyways. Yeah. So it, that's every year. I mean, 10 years, that's $25,000 in savings. Yeah. Over the duration of your, your do the math, right? I'm a geek for that kind of stuff and running the math and seeing all the savings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, very cool stuff. I have not, I did not find any downsides. It is all upside. It's just a bit of work and and you have to make a decision and a little bit of work and just speaking to the right people and implementing it. And just after that, it's pretty much just your accountant. As long as you keep clean accounts, you know what I mean? You don't start messing up your accounts and borrowing money for one thing and borrowing money for another and making it all messy. Your accountant, it's very simple. Okay, you borrowed that money right there in that account specifically for this property. Okay, cool. Your interest is tax deductible. Yeah. And then just, yeah, having a plan. Anyways. Um, okay. Can we move from Smith Maneuver? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, there's a couple things here. I think that we should save, I, I screenshotted, I think we should save um, Jeremy's uh, topic maybe for Monday. Sure. Um, because Annette and we have a new live listener as well, Patrick, Patrick D. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you for joining us live. Um, both have kind of questions to help move them forward. Um, so Annette says a quick one. Uh, so they have tenants moving into their first burr this weekend. Congrats. Uh, but the refinance hasn't been finalized yet. Mm-hmm. For the appraisal, is it generally okay to do that while the tenant is in the property? Yep. Yes. Not a problem at all. Um, it just, won't affect it. Yeah. No, it won't affect anything. Um, and with refinances, it helps to have a tenant in place with a set rent and a, a lease agreement. So that's great. And just make sure that you give them the proper notice for the appraiser to come through. So the tenant? 
yeah, give the tenant the proper notice, which is uh, 24 hours uh, written notice. So if you're in really good communication with them, um, just let them know that you're shooting them an email um, as notice and to get them to respond back to confirm. And that's good enough. Otherwise, if they aren't in good communication, then you need to physically post notice on the door. I know you're not in the city, so um, maybe you have helped to do that. Um, yeah. Hopefully that answers your question nice and easy. Um, okay, she says, sweet, thanks. Just wanted to make sure. Um, and then Patrick says, so um, he's a new investor and he is looking at getting his first rental in a joint venture, but we are in Ottawa and the prices are just crazy. We have soon seen a few places, and when I run the numbers, they just don't work at all, to the point where we will be putting in hundreds a month. Should we wait until the summer? I know Wayne doesn't like the word wait. <laughs> Lindsay asked Patrick, what is your goal with the property? Cash flow, appreciation? And he said, ideally both, but we are hoping it doesn't cost money. Um, then he also added... We are looking at a convertible single and doing the vast majority of the work ourselves. Well, I don't like giving advice without full without the full story and what your full plan is. Um, let's just stick to facts. Yes, you are correct. Ottawa is not affordable. It's affordable, but. To my knowledge, there is not many investment properties in that area that will cash flow. You're right. Um, to the point where you'll be putting in hundreds every month out of your own pocket just to float it. Now, a lot of people look at that and are like, well, I'm okay with putting $500 in a month every month, knowing that in a year, this property is going to go up in value, right? Because there's yeah, three different ways to make money in uh, real estate there's cash flow there's mortgage uh pay down and there's appreciation and in some of those hot markets all that they have is mortgage pay down and appreciation which is great um even with putting 500 dollars a month of your own money in every month you're still making a lot of money but it's money that, that you can't access it's money that's tied up in the property. In a lot of cases, you you won't be able to refinance it for another five years to get that money out. So you're going to put $500 a month constantly out of your pocket into that property, $6,000 a year, $30,000 over five years. Mm -hmm. If you have the ability to do that and you see that as a good investment strategy, go for it. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> I'm also going to add that if any repairs need to be done, that comes out of your pocket. General maintenance. You got to clean the gutters. You need to have the furnaces uh, maintained, furnace filters. Furnace cleanings. Furnace cleanings, that's what I meant. Um, if uh, any pictures need to be done for your um, uh, for your rental. Um, Add ads if what other expenses just randomly pop up oh if you provide gifts 
a Christmas for your tenants. Do you need to get the pocket. gutters cleaned every I, year? I just said oh, did you say cleaned. that? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear each other sometimes with our headphones <laughs> on. Um, any other expenses that come up? Uh, bookkeeping mm-hmm. comes out of your own pockets. Taxes at the end of the year, well, I mean, hopefully just be covered by your refunds. But um, anything that comes up, also vacancies. So if over the five years, um, every year um, a tenant moves out and there's a month or two of vacancy in between, that's coming out of your pocket. So you can see how this can easily add up over the period of five years and might turn into forty dollars or $50,000. Mm-hmm. If you can handle that and you can see the value of, if you have a crystal ball and you can see the value of your property going up, then go for it. But is that a sound investment strategy? You know, is that a low risk investment strategy? No, absolutely not. Um, that's one property I've just been talking about for the next five years. If you're ambitious and you decide you want to buy three or four or five for the next five years, you better have a lot of money in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to go busto. Especially in Ontario, where the landlord laws are not as appealing. Um, you know, I recommend following Tony Miller. Tony Miller is um, is in Ottawa. There, he uh, is uh, part of I don't know which role he plays in the Ontario Small Landlords Association. I made a butchered the name as well. But reach <laughs> out to him. He is an expert on the 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 landlord tenant laws in Ontario. I've heard stories. I don't like to quote stories of like all the horrible, you know, what ifs and, and, and horror stories um, because not all of them are sophisticated investors and landlords. However, you know, I have heard about how hard it is to get a tenant out if they're not paying. Um, I'm not an expert on the laws there, but you know, if a tenant just decides to stop paying as well for six months and it takes a while to get them out, you know, you don't, you don't have any cash flow to cover that your cash flow every month hasn't been replenishing your reserve fund. Mm-hmm. You've been depleting your reserve fund. And what happens is, is this is where the horror stories come from. Yeah. Cause no one has the cash to cover it when things go bad. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had a healthy reserve fund, you started at, you know, $10,000 reserve fund in your property. And every month you were putting $500 into it and replenishing it, replenishing or replenish it. Then if you needed to pull out $2,000 for two months of vacancy, you know, next year, no big deal. It's flush. It's got 15K in there. No big deal. Right? And, you know, maybe you need to pull up 400 bucks for gutter cleaning. No big deal. It's all in the reserve. Because next month, there's another 500 bucks going back in. Right? So it's just, it's, you should never have to put your own money into your property. Right? Yeah. Even if the market is super freaking hot. I'm not offering you advice. I'm giving you facts right now. Um, A little perspective. So, Real estate investing, if you want to keep it low risk and you want to win, you want to play for the long term, you have to focus on cash flow. Now, cash flow isn't everything. I'm not saying cash flow because it's going to it's gonna replace your income and you're going to get rich and live off your cash flow. No, I mean you need cash flow to replenish your reserves. To mitigate risk. To mitigate your risks. Cash flow mitigates risks. It's not all about cash flow, but cash flow makes it a simple, easy, safe investment. You are buying a business. Yeah. Each property is a business and you are running a business. They're all subsidiaries to your parent company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Each business needs to cash flow like any other business. You need to have, you need to be in a good location. Okay. You need to have good clients and it needs cash flow. It needs liquidity. 
so that when things happen, you're able to pull it out of the bank account and you're not running to your investors asking them for money because something happened, a machine needs to be fixed, right? So I highly recommend focusing on markets that have cash flow. Um, do your own research, okay? Um, yeah, that's 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 about it there. I, I, I just that example I gave you of that property that you would buy that's negative five hundred bucks a month. I mean, God, if you had five properties, can you just imagine how much out of your pocket every month that would be? Mm-hmm. How how vulnerable you would be? Yeah. And what if the appreciation stopped? Yeah. What if the gravy train landed, stopped, it halted, and now you don't have any benefits of appreciation? Now that whole reason why you've been floating this. And all of a sudden you can't sell either because everything stopped for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody's panicking and they're all selling quickly. You know what I mean? Just like the the whole dream, the whole idea that people are running on in these markets is that it's just going to keep going. Yeah. But what happens when it stops? Trust me, I could have I could have invested in some of these markets a long time ago and I would have done really well. But I always loved my boring safe markets. The ones that paid me cash flow. I mean, you get a little bit of cash flow out of each property, you know, like it's it's good cash flow, but a lot of it you keep within the company, like you you put it back into the reserve funds to replenish it. And then over time you can pull a little more money out of the reserves as they, you know, if they get super healthy and um, then you can just pull more out. It's not a big deal and pay yourself a little bit more. But um, I like that my businesses run themselves. I don't have to put any money into my businesses. My joint venture partners like that they run themselves and that they don't have to, that there's no cash calls, right? And yeah, there hasn't been any appreciation for 10 years. Not, we're just getting appreciation now, right mm-hmm. now. Um, but the mortgage pay down and the cash flow has given me steady returns on average of 17% every year. Just in mortgage paid on a cash flow with no appreciation. I mean, now I'm getting the big juicy dessert right now with all the, you know, Edmonton and Leduc markets going up right now in Calgary. And uh, and now I'm getting a little bit of dessert after the fact, but I like the 17% returns. You know what I mean? My partners like it. They like that it's simple. So that's my thoughts on, I mean, it's a, it, you have to look at it. What are you trying to get to? What's your goals? Um, if you want to play an appreciation game, then just just have a goal in mind. Begin with the end in mind, and uh, and just be aware of that. Yeah. Be safe. All right. Have a plan. Have a backup plan. Make sure you've got a ton of money in reserve. Um, and make sure that you can handle that. And also think about all the, the, the possible scenarios that could happen. What happens if the gravy train stops? What happens if you lose your job? You know, what happens if someone gets sick? You know, do you have the money to be able to float this thing for the period of time into which you've committed to? Mm-hmm. If you committed to five years, you better have enough to cover to five years. And you better have enough to cover the furnace if it goes in the next winter. Mm-hmm. And you better, better have enough to cover um, appliances fuck, they're not cheap. Even if you buy brand new, they die in three years. (laughs) Um, I just want to make sure that you're you're covering yourself. Um, It's a bold strategy and a lot of people are getting rich off it. But uh, I'm just afraid of when the gravy train ends. Yeah, a lot of risk associated with it. Okay. 
Um, all right. Do you want to save all the other additional questions? Was there any additional comments? I'll go through the comments real fast. We'll finish up here. Um, and then any additional questions, if you could save those gab for Monday, that would be great. Uh, just a lot of conversation. I have the one, the one question saved or topic saved. Um, Jeremy says that CMHC puts out a report in the Ottawa market. It might be a good read. And Patrick said you were echoing what I was thinking. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, you know, Jeremy mentioned, what, what are you waiting for for the summer? Um, I don't think it's going to change before the summer. <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, waiting. I mean, um, I would focus on market, markets that have cash flow. That's my advice. I don't like giving advice. I. That's why we do the cabin retreat. That's why we do coaching the way that we do. I don't like giving advice to people, and then they run with it. I don't have any con. I don't have any context of your life. I don't know who you are, why you are, and what you're trying to do. So it's not fair for me to give you advice, and it's not fair to you either. Yeah. For you to trust me as some expert, you know best. Um, yeah. If you want to book a coaching call to go into it deeper, we can go into it deeper on a coaching call. Um, but that, that would be my best, my best free advice with the information that I have. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to read out this one comment before we wrap up. Um, El Ray, who just joined us for the first time live said, I really love the live experience and we'll be joining live every weekday going forward. That's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? People that just is. don't know. Like there's this, there's so much conversation happening. Like we didn't even get to a fraction of the like comments happening. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like such a cool thing to be a part of, to get to like start your morning first thing, just chatting with like-minded people and having these conversations. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you um, enjoyed the experience and we look forward to having you here every morning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to add in, we didn't talk about upcoming events, uh, but we do have our Friday live training tonight. Um, we're going to be covering negotiating deals on the MLS. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. Um, and uh, we'll be going live tonight, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Yeah. Um, it will be a pre-recorded uh, session, but we will be in the comments. We're going to be at the cabin retreat eating dinner at that time. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try and be respectful to the people that have paid to be at the cabin retreat. But at the same time, I think we'll kind of keep the comments open on our phone off to the side. And, um, you know, we'll be answering them as we can. Uh, if we don't get to any of your comments while, while we're live, then we'll catch them later on before bed at like midnight. Uh, so, um, but we didn't want to cancel the live training session. So, yeah. um, again, join our Facebook group, real estate investing masters on the topic of real estate investing masters. We have one more upcoming event coming up from April 11th to 15th. We have our upcoming five day basic training event. So it's like no other boot camp you've ever experienced before. Okay. It's, uh, we've taken everything that we hate and we think that is wrong with boot camps. <laughs> no, it's not, that's not the case. Um, we, we we wanted to put together a boot camp, but we wanted it to be more like a boot camp. We want it to be like basic training. We're going to give you the basic training that is required that you need to know to uh, to invest in real estate. So all the basics and the fundamentals of um, real estate investment, uh, real estate investing, sorry, um, to get you started. As well, we're going to be giving you homework every night. That is a requirement of being in basic training. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're kicked out. Every night, you're going to be given homework that's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. So you're going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. Mm -hmm. And every, sorry, I have a distracting kid. <laughs> Must you do that while I'm talking? <laughs> okay. Um, it completely throws me off guard. Um, every night you're going to be having homework. 
Uh, and then in, you know, the next day we'll be following up with you to make sure you did it. If you didn't do it, we're going to be kicking you out plain and simple. Um, opportunities like this, they, they come every day. Uh, and when an opportunity comes, you need to jump on it. And if you don't jump on opportunities, you miss them. Mm-hmm. So this is a simulation of what it's like to actually, you know, to, to, to experience opportunities in your real estate investing business. So uh, it's not going to be too crazy on the homework. We're not going to be, you know, asking you to jump in lakes or anything or do 400 pushups. Um, but it is going to push you outside of your comfort zone, which we know a lot of people are looking for. They want to be challenged, right? They mm-hmm. want to be held accountable. Um, Josh asked for the basic training. Is that cut down to four days now? No, uh, no. 11th to 15th. 11th to 15th. Uh, Monday, Tuesday. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, so join in live uh, to that on those dates, 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. And to register for that, you go to Eventbrite, uh, look up Prairie Home Investments. You can see the, 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 the where to sign up there as well. Um, the link is in the show notes here for Podbean. The link is in the show notes for Spotify and iTunes and everything else. Yeah. Did I miss anything? I got completely distracted there. No, you're good. <laughs> okay, cool. If you guys want any more uh, information about that too, you can just also email us at info at reimorningshow.com. One last thing. Congratulations, Carlos. Yes. Congrats, Carlos. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> um, for everyone that we're going to see at the cabin retreat, we'll see you tonight. See you tonight. And for yeah. everyone else, uh, we'll see you on Friday Live Training. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 